All right, we're ready. I'm ready. My name is Mike Crawford. Welcome to the Young Jerks today. Uh, kind of a special episode just uh, popped up. Wanted to let you know about a new story that we just put out on Midnight Mass. You may have already seen it. You might have heard it. Uh, we've been speaking to some of the former New England Treatment Access employees, and that's what we're talking about today. And it comes at a good time, an interesting time, because New England Treatment Access and their corporate group, their lobbying group, the Cannabis, uh, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, Commonwealth Dispensary Association, the CDA, we're going to talk about them too today. Heard a couple things about them recently. Uh, speaking about us, unlike them, we don't whisper, we say it publicly. And uh, we're not holding back. If we make anyone uncomfortable today, or if anyone's uncomfortable, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry, because we're here to tell the truth. We're here not to make friends, not to uh, do puff pieces on dispensaries, like a lot of uh, folks maybe that have shows do. I'm not calling anyone specifically out, not intending to at all, uh, have no one specifically in mind. But you know, if you watch a lot of the coverage in the industry, you're not getting what we what we present, and uh, we're going to go right to uh, a couple stories. The first story we're going to look at is called Mass Marijuana Companies to Meet with Governors Reopening Advisory Board on Saturday will pitch safe reopening of recreational stores. I'm going to sh- uh, put that up on the, on the Zoom in a second here. Uh, one of the things I want to mention, too, is before I even get into that, we're not selling out. I'm not ever selling out. This is this is about patience. This is about employees. This is about our industry. And I am fed up. I am really not happy. I'm not a happy camper on so many fronts. And uh, we're never going to shush it or keep it down. We don't care who gets mad about it. I don't care. I'm going to keep pounding the pavement. You should be sharing this with your friends, too. Uh, we're going to talk a lot more about New England Treatment Access and some of the other big cannabis dispensaries in Massachusetts and how they're treating their patients, how they're treating their, more importantly, their employees, what their employees are going through, how dangerous it is, to quote one of their ex-employees. We're going to get into that, some of that today, but in the upcoming weeks, we're going to do a lot more on this. So expect it, expect it, expect it. Uh, Hoping to speak to some of the organizers and the union who are organizing, we've been uh, speaking to them uh, privately, but we're hoping to have a couple of them on an upcom- upcoming episode, maybe this week too. Uh, they're organizing at New England Treatment Access, uh, but we're going to get to the stories first. I'm going I'm to just show you a couple of stories today of why I'm fed up and why I went live today, why I'm going live right now. Uh, let's start with this one, the one from Mass Live. If I can figure out how to get it up, here we go. It's um, called, it's uh, from Melissa Hansen, who wrote it. Uh, It's called Mass Marijuana Companies to Meet with Governor's Reopening Advisory Board on Saturday, which is today. Uh, We'll pitch safe reopening of recreational stores. A group of cannabis industry representatives is slated to meet with Governor's Charlie Baker's Reopening Advisory Board on Saturday to pitch how recreational marijuana stores can reopen safely among the COVID-19 pandemic. Recreational shops have been shuttered since March 24th after being deemed non-essential by Baker. 
Massachusetts is the only state with legal marijuana that has shut down recreational businesses during the pandemic. Medical marijuana, however, has been deemed essential. The representatives meeting with the 17 member advisory board include the Commonwealth Dispensary Association. Dun, dun, dun. Amanda, uh, the, it's so funny, Koo. Uh, this is my commentary uh, cutting out from the story, but they mentioned the Commonwealth Dispensary Association. And then what's the next name that they, they say? Amanda Rosatano, the president of NETA, New England Treatment Access. Kobe Evans, a co-owner of Pure Oasis, who's a good guy. Uh, Joseph Lasardi, the chief executive of Cureleaf, more big cannabis. And Jay Humans, a principal at Smith, Costello, and Crawford. According to a person with knowledge of the meeting, more commentary. Uh, number one, I am not related to the Smith, Costello, and Crawford. Uh, Jay Humans, as far as I know where he works, as far as I know the Crawford and his firm. Uh, but I also note that Jay Humans used to work at DPH. Hmm. So uh, we'll go back to the story. Baker mentioned earlier this week that representatives from the industry would be coming in to speak with the board, which has been tasked with creating a plan to reopen the economy and delivering a report by May 18th. The Cannabis Control Commission is not among the representatives meeting with the advisory board on Saturday. Since rec uh, marijuana stores have been closed, the CCC has reported a spike in new registrations of medical patients. Huh. It's so funny, too. Uh, what we've been saying what I've been saying for like four years uh, is that a lot of recreational patients are actual medical patients without cards. And you know who's actually quoting us now and using that talking point? The CDA, the, the Crummy Dispensary Association, the CDA, that's their new acronym. The, the, it's not the Commonwealth Dispensary. It's the Crummy Dispensary Association. <laughs> They've been quoting us on that. Uh, which is in the story. I'm going to go back to the story here. An increase in medical patients led to concern about the medical supply chain. The commission last month decided to allow the recreational market to support the medical market with wholesale transfers. During the pandemic, the CCC has allowed medical dispensaries to offer curbside pickup to patients. As I said, patient renewal certifications can be submitted after a phone consultation. All right, so that's the story from Mass Live. The Crummy Dispensary Association and the never ever treating ethically anybody dispensary are now asking uh, for the governor to reopen them. Now, my background for people that don't know, I worked on the uh, decrim campaign in 2008, medical 2012, uh, and legal 2016. I've been uh, at part of every campaign. I've noticed so many of these industry folks come along, uh, like the CDA hacks, and uh, I didn't see any of them when we were doing decrim in 2008. I didn't see them in 2012 when I was volunteering my time for, to get medical cannabis legal. Didn't see any of them when we were legalizing campaign, uh, had a legalized legalization campaign in Massachusetts in 2016. Didn't see any of them doing the volunteer work that I did. So I just want to make that note of that. You know, uh, these folks are in it only for one thing, for the money. And I'm sick of goddamn tired of them talking trash about us. When we're the real deal, and they're a bunch of bozos, Crummy Dispensary Association. Uh, so the C Crummy Dispensary Association is now asking uh, them to allow New England treatment access to open uh, and blaming myself 
this is the secret whisper campaign that I've heard about uh, from the CDA reps that they're going around telling people that the reason Charlie Baker closed recreational and didn't uh, back off and, and go along with their lawsuit is because of my reporting, which is a crock of shit. I mean, let's be serious. You think Charlie Baker's doing anything based on my reporting? And number two, uh, gee, I wonder if it had anything to do with New England Treatment Access having a Cannabis Control Commission investigation against them related to the COVID-19 and the way that they did not handle it well and expose their, their uh, employees, their frontline employees, to COVID-19. That hasn't been mentioned. It was slightly reported in the Boston Globe. But it's funny, the CDA doesn't point back to their own shady membership who are paying their bills, which is New England Treatment Access. And that's where we're going to the next story. Uh, we're going to click over right here. This is the new story that just came out. Uh, but it's not really that new because I gave the rest of the media a few weeks. We, we did this interview about two, three weeks ago now with four New England Treatment Access employees. Now, keep in mind, we did a story two years ago in January of 2018, basically saying a lot of the same crap. And the big Boston corporate media and the uh, mass DPH where Jay Humans worked, uh, Crawford and Costello or whatever that law firm is that makes money on cannabis, uh, and uh, the crappy dispensary association, uh, those groups you know, don't take any of the uh, criticism uh, for the fact that their dispensaries have been treating employees like crap, exposing them to mold, exposing them to all kinds of toxins, lying to them, gaslighting them. Uh, we reported it in January 2018. The rest of the corporate media, the uh, shady DPH, the shady Cannabis Control Commission didn't do anything. They didn't even give them a slap on the wrist. They didn't do zips they did nothing none of them followed up on him so a couple of weeks ago we talked to four uh more recent this is so basically you know uh back in 2018 i talked to more than a half a dozen ex-employees at netta all saying the same thing 2020 we speak to another half a dozen plus employees all saying the same things that were said in 2018 basically nothing has changed four of them put their name on it Four of them called, uh, called in, and we did a live recorded broadcast a couple weeks ago. And I shared it with some of the reporters locally. They're aware of it. The Cannabis Control Commission is aware of it. NETA is aware of it. Guess how much comment we got from Cannabis Control Commission, from NETA, uh, from the Boston media? Crickets, nothing. Not one of them have even dared to comment or reference it or follow up. It's a sham, this whole, this whole industry, and most of the industry people. You guys are a sham, too. You don't care about patients. Don't tell me you care about patients when you're not sharing this and screaming it at the top of your lungs. Don't tell me you care about uh, the employees and economic empowerment and all this bullshit when right now employees are being abused. And we're going to go through this. Here's the story. This is coming out in Dig Boston as well. Um, because of the timing, I got, I got a little you know, tired of, of waiting for Dick Boston. I love them to actually publish it. So I published it today on Midnight Mash. You can find it right now uh, because of the timing. You know, Wild Netter is going to, to petition the governor that they should be reopened. 
they are the poster child for why there's a problem, why he probably did shut down cannabis in Massachusetts because of their malfeasance. The way that they handled things is not correct. Uh, and we did find out we're the first ones to confirm that there was a cannabis control investigation. There was an actual real live investigation. Cannabis Control Commission is a group that creates the regulations. They've done shit. They've done nothing on actually following up and making sure that these firms are sticking to what they're supposed to be doing. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's shocking that they actually finally did an investigation. But of course, we haven't heard anything. There's been no comment publicly. They haven't addressed it at all. They've had hearings and meetings. None of the Cannabis Control Commissioners have said anything about this. So I'm going to read it right now. Uh, dispensary workers know unsafe conditions during pandemic and always. Netta, New England Treatment Access dispensaries are on fire, under fire. In January 2018, I wrote an article for Dig Boston. Is there moldy cannabis in mass? It featured former employees from New England Treatment Access, Netta, turned whistleblowers, one of whom said mold was an issue at both Netta's Franklin Cultivation Center and the Northampton Dispensary. Recently on my streaming show and podcast, The Young Jerks, I interviewed, interviewed four former employees from Netta. Barbara uh, Carapicciano worked as a front-end associate, associate in Brookline, while three others, Rob Colley, Chris Perkins, Corinne Prado, were employed at Netta's Franklin location and also uh, raised health and safety concerns. In my mind, the response to the COVID-19 pandemic is like Netta's response to every problem they had, Kali said. It's a paper response. It exists in emails. It exists in workbooks and in handbooks and in task force, but nothing gets done. Nothing changes. And the people working at Netta today are in danger. It's a dangerous, unsafe working environment. It's something that needs to be addressed immediately, today, right now. Excerpts from our conversation are transcribed below. Kali, on March 31st, we had an email from the company of a confirmed COVID-19 case in our cultivation facility at our Franklin location. Where we worked, we can't really be distant. Social distancing would require a real program, thought out, implemented, and executed, Spacing distance PPE. They had us reusing masks and gloves. They had one sink in the trim room that routinely runs out of hot water. You wash your hands with cold water. It's not adequate. Cara Picciano. Back in March, I ended up taking a personal leave of absence because I was uncomfortable actually going to work today because I have an autoimmune disease. So I was trying to protect myself to the best of my abilities because things weren't being handled appropriately, as they should have been when you have uh, immunocompromised folks on your staff. We were told social distancing was to be a thing, but there were still congregating areas because there's not much elsewhere to go. Perkins, there's so little space in this building, there's between 17 to 25 people in the extraction room, production employees. I ask, what happened after the Boston Globe published a story with your name and quote with union, union organizing also happening at Netta? Cara Pachano. Eight days later, after the article was released in the Globe, I lost my job, laid off. That would probably be a good thing for the Globe to follow up on. Perkins, we were in the middle of getting a union election going, and that's when they scheduled these lay layoffs for. Cauley. 
there were more fires when I worked there than fire drills because we never had fire drills and we did have a fire. That's how big cannabis thinks about their frontline workers, thinks about the trim room workers. They didn't care enough about us to make sure we knew how to get out of that room. You'd think that with industrial cannabis production, it would be leading edge, the best of the best. This is medically essential. But for us to be treated as medical essential workers, you would think that would be equitable. Prado, none of the uh, regulatory agencies seem to know who is in charge of the health and safety of the cannabis industry. I went to OSHA. They said their hands were tied until someone either lost life or limb because cannabis is not under federal jurisdiction. So I called the Mass Department of Labor and they told me to call the CCC. And so I called the CCC and they said, thank you for your input. Massachusetts Cannabis Control Commission has opened an investigation of NETA regarding COVID-19. Did an investigator call you? Yeah, it was in the news, says uh, Kali, the preparedness, if you want to call it that. The program for response to the COVID-19 outbreak and the Franklin Cultivation Center. I understand that is probably what is in their scope and only within the scope of what they are allowed to investigate. But what's the point of the CCC if what I'm telling them about the unsafe work conditions is not addressed? Every table in the trim room is broken, missing a part of its leg or not supported right. Every chair is broken, not giving enough lumbar support for the trimmers. Ten hours a day in the trim room? Prado. He, the investigator, was trying to establish the timeline of Netter's COVID-19 response, what kind of emails and communications they had with us. Cara Pachano, I gave the CCC investigator a timeline of the emails we had received and the communications I had witnessed. I was able to provide a decent amount of information from the emails where they told us all the things, provisions that they were getting us, and then the protocol was going to be implemented. But then nothing at all got done. It was just smoke and mirrors. Mold? I asked a question mark about mold. Prado. Humidity and water damage with the fire and just general spills through the whole foundation, the operating space seeping into the walls. That's the beginning of the contamination. When I was there working in environmental services, cleaning cultivation rooms, flower rooms, bedrooms, nurseries, the clone area, the walls that I saw had mold on the inside of them. The AC units had mold on the inside of them, in corners, mold everywhere. Allegedly, they air tested and are completely fine, if you believe Netta. Did they provide you masks to clean the mold with? Prado, yes, that was the struggle. We had N95s at first. Nobody was really wearing masks at all. Then I kind of made a stink about it because I saw what was growing, the mold that was growing. And if you're going to be cleaning mold, you should have something protecting your face. I ended up getting a respirator. But that took a month and a half to get the pay, get with the paperwork. How did the mold issue harm you? Prado. Mostly the areas I noticed that I had issues was anytime they did anything with the air conditioning because they were caked in mold. I know for a fact these tests I had done on just one tiny little swab sample. I sent it to an independent lab. I had a work, workers' comp claim. Eventually, after working in those environments for so long, I got asthma and couldn't breathe anymore, so I asked for medical accommodation. Collie, I know people who work there develop full-blown asthma, two or three weeks working in the trim room, and they can't breathe. They're in allergy meds just to survive. 
People in the room have to resort to sticking paper towels up their noses. That's a, I'm looking for some tissue. Do I have a tissue? I'm going to stick it up my nose for the CCC. Uh, you know what? When we end this, I'm going to start sticking up some paper towels up my nose for the CCC. People wear multiple recycled masks because they aren't even qualified yet for a real respirator. They say it's a, uh, such a big deal to get one fitted. It's so specific, yet there's a couple of them just lying around out back that have been forgotten about, covered in dust. Perkins, I walked by a table and I heard a kid I didn't know talking to his manager and his manager is gaslighting him about sick days. Turns out he ended up getting a medical condition from that room, COPD, and his managers would gaslight him, tell him it wasn't the room, it wasn't work. He had scarring in his lungs. I had uh, pneumonia a month after working in that room. He worked in that room for four or five months. Prado, it was concerning immediately because I realized what a hazard everything was and nobody either knew or cared. Oh, they know. They know. The CCC knows. The media seems to know. None of them give a shit. Union organized. That's me commentary, all right? (laughs) Union organizing. You can see it from the page. Union organizing. Cara Cara uh, Chano. I organized some of it, so I definitely partook in the organizing for the union because we weren't being listened to. The environment had changed tremendously. It was like walking around on eggshells every day. Management was always under tremendous amounts of pressure and nobody really knew how to handle it properly. I made it known to management that I'm a union organizer. You guys aren't listening to us. It needs to change. uh, Collie. Lo and behold, here comes the ax. Half the company and who they did let go all the frontline workers where there was the most support for the union. It's a mess. Netta did not respond to our request for comment. Now I want to note that uh, I did hear from a Netta representative, a gentleman that is a PR firm. Uh, he runs a PR firm. The PR firm that contacted me is in his name. So the head guy of a PR firm contacted me. Uh, we talked on the phone for about 10 minutes. Uh, he wanted to know what I was asking about. I told him all about it uh, and, and also in emails. And uh, he, he he noted at one point, he was like, you know, you kind of digging me in the email questions. And, and the question that he was referring to was I was like, you know, every time we do an expose on Netta, they have enough money to pay these fancy PR firms like you to get back to us. But you don't have enough money to get everyone a good chair when they're sitting in a chair for 10 hours a day trimming, which is abusive in itself to make anyone trim for 10 hours a day. That's abusive, right? Right off the bat. And then you're not giving them a table or a chair that works. And then you're poisoning them. You see why I'm going off today. I'm, I'm really frustrated with the cannabis control commission. I'm really frustrated with this industry. People need to speak up. This is not going to change, you know, and if you haven't noticed, it's not me. It's not the activists. We're not the ones who kept the uh, dispensaries closed. That was Charlie Baker. And what strengthened Charlie Baker's move on, on closing the dispensaries? You know what it was? It was Netta. It was Netta having mold. It was Netta having a COVID-19 infection outbreak. And if you listen to the podcast, what, what didn't even get included in the, in the story that I just wrote is how, how poorly they actually did handle the COVID-19 outbreak. Netta allowed them to have a potluck breakfast, a French toast friggin' breakfast. They had a potluck breakfast during COVID-19 for their employees. 
And during that pancake potluck, French toast potluck breakfast that they had, a lot of the employees know that someone that was infected with COVID-19, an employee showed up to that. And at that point, they weren't obviously aware that they were infected. But later on that day, they went home sick. And a few days later, like two days later, Netta announced employees were infected with COVID-19. So this is the type of operation that we're talking about. And the Crummy Dispensary Association, the CDA, wants to say it's me. I'm sorry, buddy. I didn't expose anyone to COVID-19. I didn't come up with a, a, a plan on paper and then not implement it. I don't come up with phony plans on the regular basis and then don't. You know what that's called? I, you know, I was a financial advisor employed for you know over 10 years, licensed, FINRA licensed, Series 7, 63. If I did that in my financial planning practice, we call that fraud. We call that a, a jailable. That, that, that's a felony. So where is the fiduciary's responsibility? If they're if they're if they're they're filing false plans with the Cannabis Control Commission and not implementing them, where is the teeth in the Cannabis Control Commission? Who where are they? What are they doing? Now what today what they're doing is uh they're all asking that Nana get back open. They're not mentioning the employees. They don't give a shit about the employees. I'm tired of it. I'm not going along with this anymore. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going along with any of it. Any of the cannabis. I am boycotting the Cannabis Control Commission. I'm at war with them. I'm at war with anyone who uh, helps fuck over these employees. I'm tired of it. These folks are making $14 an hour risking their lives. And these suits who won't even come into the friggin' office. Make them work in these conditions. And then they pay off PR firms. They pay off politicians. They have ex-DPH people working for them. They have a former state a, uh, state rep aide working for them that they all like. Oh, Amanda Resatino, she's a hero. She's a woman. She's really doing good things for the cannabis industry. No, she's not. She's harming people. And the Cannabis Dis- uh, Dispensary Association, we're at war with you. We are going to war with you. Like you, you, you haven't even seen what we're going. You, you have no idea. If you want to support us, you know how to do it. It's midnightmass.substack.com. Please become a subscriber. Support what we're doing. Uh, we're the only ones doing this. We are the only ones. And let me tell you, when I say only ones, we're the only ones in the media. But we're not alone because there is a movement happening, and things are going to change. And it's going to come from the workers, and the workers aren't taking the shit anymore. And if that includes I have to shut down the whole industry, then maybe that's what has to happen. If that includes, uh, you know, because we're not going to sit back and watch more people get sick by places like Netta with the crappy products and the uh, crappy way that they treated their employees. It's not going to stand anymore. And we haven't even mentioned the bugs. You know, if you listen to that podcast, it's again, not in the story. We, we definitely cut the story down just so we could get to some of the biggest points. We didn't want to go all over the place. But Netta also has a big time aphid bug problem. The bugs are everywhere. You imagine working around bugs like that. You go home. Uh, Rob, who uh, is quoted heavily in the story, gave me some, you know, we may use that in a future story. But, you know, basically he's talking about going home, worried about bugs all over him. Because that was the environment he was working in. You open up a bud and it's got bugs in it. Hundreds and hundreds of bugs. And the Cannabis Control Commission hasn't done shit about it. 
This is this is common knowledge. So I'm calling it out today. Uh, I'm 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 looking to see if there's any comments on this. I want to thank Dig Boston too. Um, you know, if you want to support real media, there's two places: Midnight Mass, Dig Boston. We both are, are, are right now 100% relying on your contributions to help us do what we do. Uh, Dig Boston obviously has been the longest running uh, weekly print publication uh, that's still active in Boston. Uh, they do amazing work. If you've been following them recently, they've really increased their input. Unfortunately, because of COVID-19, they lost a lot of their print sponsors and they had to end their print uh, publication, but they're doing great work and they are, uh, you know, they are readers supported as are we. If you want to support us, it's uh, digboston.com, midnightmass.substack.com. Uh, I'm just seeing if there's any comments here. I see a lot of people watching. Sometimes the comments don't come right through. Here's Stephen Mindeley. Uh, here's Stephen. He writes, uh, I was told many of those meeting with the reopening committee were very angry at myself and the others that sued the governor over deeming uh, adult use as non-essential. I bet a few of them were. Uh, Corinne writes, Charlie Baker, the vapor taker. Uh, Goldie Piff writes, thank you for exposing it, Mike. Uh, just seeing some more. Again, I want to say, please support Dig Boston, support Midnight Mass, because this is where you're going to see this type of coverage, you know, the real deal about how they treat their employees. And I love Dig Boston because they're doing this in every industry. If you see what the, you know, the way the movie uh, theater employees were treated. Dig Boston's covering it. If you look at any field right now with COVID-19, Dig Boston's been on it. So if you want to support real media, midnightmass.substack.com and Dig Boston, please. Uh, my name is Mike Crawford. I'm going to read a few more comments probably. Uh, Hugh writes, it's hard work. Consumers need to know. Yeah, we they do need to know. Absolutely. Um, Corinne writes, thank you, Mike. No, Corinne, thank you. Like, seriously, you... Uh, you know, you have a really experienced background. You've got education. Uh, you want to be in this industry doing the right thing. And you got really caught in a bad situation and you risked a lot. You know, I'm not risking anything except maybe some friendships and relationships that I don't even give a shit about. But you uh, put it on the line, put your name out there. So hats off to you. Uh, and Ann Hassel from 2018. Uh, and you know, the other folks, Rob and, uh, Chris and, uh, oh my God, I'm forgetting. It's my favorite one. Babs. Thank you. I love all of them. Thank I, I seriously, you, the employees are speaking out because I know you're taking a lot of crap. I, I see what management does to you. I, I, I know you already know that there's going to be a pushback on this and they're going to say the same things that they said about Ann and the other employees in 2008. They're going to say you're disgruntled that you have an ax to grind. Meanwhile, we all know that's bullshit and that the real reason is that Netta is shady, never ever treating anyone ethically. That is Netta. And uh, the crappy dispensary association, the CDA can kiss my ass. Uh, I'm just not covering for that or not at all. And, and we're calling it out. And uh, if you want to support us, what we're doing, it's midnightmass.substack.com. And it's also Dick Boston. And I want to, again, say we're going to be doing a lot more of this, but I am I am really fed up. I just, uh, it galls me. It galls me that Cannabis Control Commission is pushing today. They're sharing articles about NETA, about how NETA should get to reopen. 
never making a statement, never making a comment on any of this. They know. They know what's up. They don't care. They don't care about the workers. All they care about is that they look good, that politically they look good. That's all they care about. Bunch of friggin' politicians. It's time to ask Governor Baker to get some people in there. You know, obviously we want some people who aren't uh, prohibitionists from the start. But even if they're not prohibitionists, you know, I don't want CDA people. I don't want uh, professional profiteers on cannabis in there. I don't want politicians in there. We're sick of politicians. We want actual people who give a shit. People, why don't we pick the five workers from NETA? Put all five of them on the Cannabis Control Commission. I'm serious. You want to change the industry? Take five employees that have actually worked in the industry. Put them on the commission. Guarantee you things would change real quick. Because they know how much bullshit this is. They're risking their lives. People are ending up with COPD from working at NETA. The Cannabis Control Commission, they don't care. They don't give a shit. And the politicians in Massachusetts, most of you don't care either because I've been sharing it with you. And you're like, oh, it's not my, I, uh, talk to, have you talked to this one or talked to that? No, I'm, I'm talking to you. You should be holding hearings. You should be coming on our show to talk about this. It's funny, some of you are all about the unions and employees, but then it comes to cannabis and it's like, oh, I can't talk bad about cannabis. I was one of the leading advocates for cannabis, and I still am. I believe in medical cannabis. I believe in legal cannabis. What I don't believe in is letting these fraudsters harm people and that we're going to protect them. It's like the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church wouldn't have had a problem if they hadn't covered it up. This is the same thing with our industry. We've got to stop covering up for these scumbags because it's going to sink the industry. That's, you know... I, I warned them in 2018. I said, you know, if you don't do something now, this is going to end up in the globe eventually when someone dies. When you have a uh, New England compounding incident where someone, you know, where they were shooting up mold into people's backs and people died, that's what it's going to have to come to. You know, it's, it's disgusting at this point. And if this industry doesn't do something and clean itself up and you continue to allow the, uh, Crummy Dispensary Association and New England Treatment Access and Rev Clinics and Patriot Care to control everything? Hell no. We got to stop boycotting. We got to stop protesting. I think that's the next thing we have to do. You know, I, I'm i going to ask the employees, should we do a general strike? You know, ask every employee from these big dispensaries to walk out and we'll just surround Netta one day. We'll just pick like a Wednesday afternoon at 420 and we'll have like a thousand people show up and just surround the dispensary and say, no more. And we'll shut it down. Like that's how angry I am. I want to shut them down. Yeah. I'm, I'm fired up today. I don't know if people can tell. All right. Let's, let's read another comment. Uh, Corinne, Corinne writes, Netta director of compliance didn't even know there are no drains on the floors and grow room. And that's one of the reasons for humidity mold is so bad. I mean, this is basic shit. Like, you know, it's so funny. Cause we, when we were talking to the employees, we, we talked about that, like lemonade stands are better managed than Netta. And you know, a lot of People will naturally think, well, it must be they're just incompetent. They're just inco- no, they're not incompetent. They just don't give a shit. There's a difference between incompetence and not caring. They don't care. The only thing they care about is money. And the only thing uh, 
you know, the, and the reason they don't care is because they know it's not going to affect their money because they own the CCC. They own the uh, Massachusetts state legislature. And apparently it looks like they own Charlie Baker when they can have a meeting with him today and we can't. Because Charlie Baker has heard from these employees. When's Charlie Baker going to have a meeting with these employees? When are any of the state senators or state reps in Massachusetts that supposedly care about workers going to have a meeting with these employees? When is the Boston Globe going to call in these employees? When is Mass Live going to call in these employees? When is the Boston Herald going to? When is Channel 7, Channel 5, Channel 4, Fox 25? None of them. None of them care. They only care about doing a you know salacious cannabis story, or you know something that is puff puff puff. You know we love cannabis. We're doing something good on cannabis. Look at us. We care about cannabis. They don't actually want to get into a real you know what what it really is. What's really going on? That would be too much hard work. Edward Grimes right ex, uh, writes expose them, Mike. I hope so. I hope I am. Please share this. Send your friends. If your friends are shopping at NETA, New England Treatment Access, share this video with them. Share the story. Midnightmass.substack.com. Buy them a membership on our website. Say, I bought this for you because you need to know what's going on in cannabis in Massachusetts. Midnightmass.substack.com or check it out on Dig Boston. I don't know if it's out on Dig Boston yet. I don't think it is, but it should be this weekend. Uh, I know they'll give it a big push as well. Again, if you want to support local journalism and what we're doing, midnightmass.substack.com or digboston.com. I think that's it for me. I feel better. My girlfriend knows I've been edgy all week, and I think she knows why. It's just shit. And now that it's out, honey, well, I'll be better. She's well, I can hear her watching upstairs. She's like, wow, I got to watch what he's been edgy this week, right? All right, I guess I'm going to go. Um, we are going to have a couple upcoming shows, so stick around. Uh, if you haven't subscribed, like our notifications on Facebook, all that stuff. Uh, we're on Facebook uh, Live, uh, facebook.com slash theyoungjerks, spelled J-U-R-K-S is how we spell jerks. If you're listening on Apple iTunes or any of our podcast locations and you want to catch the live shows, subscribe on our Facebook page. Uh, we're also on Twitter at the Young Jerks, uh, And definitely, if you are listening on to this on a podcast later, especially Apple iTunes or Overcast or uh, TuneIn, please consider reviewing and especially uh, writing a review if you can, uh, rating and reviewing uh, our podcast. We really appreciate that. Again, my name is Mike Crawford. This is the Young Jerks. This is me uh, not happy about this industry right now. And the fact is that, uh, you know, the CCC isn't doing shit. They, they don't give a shit. I mean, that, that is it. They just do not give a shit. All they want is they want their industry back open and they want to say, Hey, we're, we're, we open the industry. Uh, we're getting tax revenue, uh, hire us for a job at a, at a bio, uh, tech pharmaceutical company when we leave, or, uh, we want to run for office when we leave. I mean, this is, it's so transparent. These people are politicians. I'm so tired of it. I'm going to read some more comments. CCC investigator didn't know what OSHA was. Asked me to define the acronym. Said never heard of it. CCC is not equipped to deal with worker health and safety. Can you imagine that? You got a, you got a cannabis control commissioner uh, investigation. They sent an investigator 
over to talk to the employees. And the investigator doesn't know what OSHA is. Are you kidding me? Are you freaking kidding me? I knew what OSHA was when I was a a 21-year-old helper at a, a beer company delivering beer, Merrimack Valley Distributing Company. We knew what OSHA was when I was 19. You know, at every restaurant I ever worked in. How the hell do you not know what OSHA is when you're investigating worker worker complaints and safety complaints? I mean, this is a joke. This is who, this is the hard-nosed investigator. You know what, CCC, if you were serious, you'd hire me to investigate their asses. We'd be done in a day on it. They'd have their license gone. I mean, this is ridiculous. Hire someone that actually knows what they're doing. All right, I'm just... uh. Yeah, my girlfriend just posted a nice uh, comment on there with a smiley face laughing. She must have liked my comments earlier. Thank you, Carmelita. All right, I guess I'm done. Mike Crawford checking out. I've gotten it all out. You're going to see I'm not happy. You shouldn't be happy either. If you want to get them back, send send the story to Charlie Baker. Send it to uh, the press. Tell them, why the hell aren't you covering this? Why aren't you looking at these dispensaries and how they treat their employees? You have employees who have COPD. Think about that. They've been harmed. This is a dangerous, you know what people don't realize growing cannabis is dangerous when you don't know what you're doing, when you don't give a shit about your employees, when you have big money to cover it up and you're growing large industrial scale grows indoors with mold, with aphids, it's dangerous. And then you add in the COVID-19. This is a dangerous occupation and the Cannabis Control Commission does not have any investigative arm. We, we know that at this point. They're a joke. They're a friggin' joke. We need someone to oversee, investigate the Cannabis Control Commission in this industry. That's what we need. We need real investigators. Governor Baker, you got you to gotta send some people in. I don't know if it's from the Mass Department of Labor. You got to send some real investigators in because these places have been getting away with bloody murder. A New England treatment access, you should have air, all hands on deck. You should investigate. New, who, you know what? Whoever investigated New England compounding from the DPH, that's who you should send out. Send them out. They'll, they'll see it's the same situation. You got mold growing on the walls. You got mold in the AC units. Nope, nope. Don't want to look at that. We just want to look at COVID-19 right now. We're just looking at COVID-19 because it was in the globe. That's all they care about. What was in the globe? We just got to pretend that we did something because it was in the globe. That will shut up the globe. That's how, that's how the Cannabis Control cannabis control Commission. Cover big cannabis ass. That's what the Cannabis Control Commission is. Cover big cannabis ass. That's all they do. Cover big cannabis ass. CBCA. That's how we, we should rename them. The Cannabis Control Commission is now the CBCA. Cover big cannabis ass. That's hey, hey, welcome, Commissioner. Cover big cannabis ass. All right, I'm going. I'm done. I'm done with my comedy routine right now. Just New England treatment access, never ever treating anyone ethically. The Crummy Dispensary Association, also known as the CDA or AKA Commonwealth Dispensary Association. And then we have the Cannabis Control Commission, the CCC, which is cover big cannabis ass. That's it. I think I covered it all tonight. Who's covering for the patients? Who's covering for the employees? We are. And this community, the real community. If you're with us, 
So sign up, subscribe if you can. Uh, no matter what, subscribe. There's two different ways you can uh, subscribe on Midnight Mass. There's the free, you know, free emails. You get them automatically from us. But if you want to really contribute, it's an extra five dollars a month. We really would appreciate that. But even beyond all of that, the best way is to start sharing these articles. Start retweeting us on Twitter. Start sharing what we post on Facebook. And more importantly, send them to your friends. Send them a message. Say, hey, you should check this out. You go to Netta. Do you know about this? And then send it to the local media. Send it to Channel 7. Send it to the local reporters on Twitter. Send it to the Cannabis Control Commission and say, you know what? We're sick and tired of you guys covering big cannabis ass. Send it to them. And then when you're done, send it to the governor. And then send it to your U.S. senator and your U.S. congressman and your state senator and your state rep. And, you know, if you live in Brookline, Northampton, or uh, Franklin, contact your local selectmen. Let them know. Say, hey, are you aware of this? Do you know this is going on? Have you looked into uh, what they're doing to their employees? Because we need to change this. It's not coming from big media. It's not going to come from Cannabis Control Commission. It's not going to come from the governor. It's not going to come from any of the people we listed unless we force it. Unless we keep hounding them. And believe me, they will respond if enough of us do it. All right, my name is Mike Crawford, Young Jerks. I said it a hundred times. I'm out of here. This time I'm serious. I will catch you later. Uh, thank you for watching, listening. We will catch up soon. I uh, can't wait to do our next shows. We've got some more shows coming up on Netta. Believe me, we're going to keep doing this. Again, uh, Mike Crawford, check it out. Uh, I realize I've had the, the uh, it's so funny, I've had the screen up the whole time. I, I never went back to it, but that's okay. You guys don't really want to look at me, do you? All right, this time I'm out of here. Have a good one. Bye, people.